How's it going, guys? Welcome to the Bright Verde Podcast. This is episode 19. I'm your host, Marcelo. And in today's episode, guys, we're going to talk a lot about Cecilia Dominguez as well as some other stuff um, here and there sprinkled in there. But obviously, I think it's fair to say that Cecilia Dominguez and the potential transfer to Austin FC is going to be, I think, the biggest topic of the day. Before I get into any of that, make sure you follow us on all our social media. We rebranded everything to just Bright Verde Pod everywhere, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. So you can just find us at Bright Verde Pod um, on all the social media. If you want a Bright Verde shirt, please DM me on whatever social media you want. Um, 20 bucks a pop for a really good quality shirt. And you'll be supporting the podcast. You'll be supporting uh, Group Nation, which is what we are. And I would really appreciate that. I can deliver contact lists to you. Um, I would prefer to meet up somewhere, you know, halfway if that's okay. But at the end of the day, like I said in my in my previous podcast episode, it's just an honor for me to for you to even buy, you know, a shirt for me and the podcast. So I would go above and beyond to make sure you get that delivered. So and thank you to everyone who's bought um, Briver the shirts uh from from the previous month and weeks i really really appreciate it um so for the first topic of the day i want to start with this was kind of um, a, a few weeks old but I, w- I still wanted to talk about it real quick it is that austin fc selected boingo for wi-fi 6 and cellular services for the austin fc stadium so this is pretty cool because we're going to have a state-of-the-art uh, like network for the stadium. Because as you remember, our stadium is not just going to be for, for soccer. It's going to be a multi-purpose uh, stadium venue. So, you know, we need to have a good quality um, Wi-Fi network, especially with technology and how it's completely uh, changed how we view sports and everything. So, um Austin FC signed a multi-year Wi-Fi and DAS agreement with Boingo for a new state-of-the-art sports and entertainment stadium. Uh, first ever major league venue in Austin will feature Wi-Fi 6 to deliver increased coverage and capacity. Um, this is it's also going to have five uh, potential 5G. Um, and it's also really cool because we're going to have this amazing experience with Wi-Fi for free as fans and for example the ceo of boingo said we've entered a new age of sports where the action takes place not only on the field but also on the fans device this immersive experience requires strong wireless connectivity that fuels fan engagement and satisfaction from das to wi-fi 6 to passpoint boingo has austin fc covered and we're proud to play our part to provide a next generation connected fan experience so that's really cool um i cannot agree more here we need an amazing um, network connectivity for us, the fans, and um, Boingo apparently is a reputable company. They have contracts with MLS, with NBA, with NFL, NCAA. They got um, a lot of a lot of different contracts with a lot of different sports teams. So they're definitely not a gamble. I think it's a pretty sure bet that we're gonna have a really good uh, Wi-Fi service at the stadium. So, let's talk about Cecilia Dominguez real quick. Or, not real quick. It's going to take 
pretty much the whole episode. Let's break this down real quick. So, the news broke out August 6th, a few days ago. Uh, and I, uh, Chris Bills, who we trust a lot for Austin FC News, he had retweeted a tweet from somebody from Paraguay who said that um, Independiente, which is the club that Cecilio Dominguez plays for in Argentina, Independiente had received an offer from Austin FC for the Paraguayan winger. Cecilio Dominguez is 25 years old. He's actually about to be 26 in a few days. And um, he has expressed, apparently, that he wants to leave Argentina. Now, Independiente has had issues with, I guess, wages being paid. Um, I guess Cecilio Dominguez has had enough of that, and he wants out of Argentina. And I think there's a lot of validity to this, as I'm going to continue here with the news. Um, so that was on the 6th, and then two days later on the 8th, uh, apparently the talks of Cecilio Dominguez and Austin FC were very advanced. They were very close uh, to finalizing a deal. The amount of money that we're talking about with Cecilio Dominguez is apparently between 4 to $5 million dollars. Uh, there's some ambiguity here with the percentage of what we're going to acquire from the player. A lot of the times in, in Central America, North America, South America, in the Americas as a whole, you have uh, deals that you pay, you know, you get 50%, 70%, 80%, 90% of the rights of the player. So in this particular case, it looks like 70% of his rights are valued at about $5 million. I think that, you know, that's a little too much, uh, especially when we consider that apparently in, in transfer market, Cecilio Dominguez's value is at around $4 million. So if we're paying 70% of his rights, it shouldn't be $5 million. It could be potentially about $3.5 million for 70% of his rights. Um, but it looks like the offer that uh, we might throw to Independientes four million dollars for Cecilio Dominguez now there's a whole other issue going on with Independiente and Cecilio Dominguez and the issue is that Cecilio uh, Independiente owes Club America from Mexico uh, 3.8 million dollars for Cecilio Dominguez so whatever money we would pay to Independiente that money most likely is going to be paid to Club America because Independiente just doesn't have, they have a lot of debt and they need to clear that debt. Um, so yeah, our offer could be about $4 million, which I think is pretty solid for a player like Cecilio Dominguez. I know a little bit about Cecilio Dominguez because I, I watch Liga MX uh, quite frequently. Um, Especially back in the day, you know, he was playing there in 2017. I was watching a lot of Liga MX. And, I mean, it, the consensus seems like he is very talented. He's a very talented player. Uh, but he never quite delivered for Club America. Uh, apparently, you know, 
the fans kind of it's kind of like a 50 50 some of them are really happy that he left because um he had the number 10 he was not to them he wasn't good enough for club america and the other 50 percent is like they wish him the best and they liked that he was very talented and he scored some important goals but that's pretty much about it with Cecilio Dominguez. It looks like he had sparks of quality, but they just weren't that consistent. And the thing that he went through in Club America was lack of consistency. Um, now he went to Cerro. Por- uh, I think he went to Cerro Porteño after that. Let me double check. No, he he went to Independiente after America, and. So he scored 13 goals for Club America, and he scored three goals for Independiente in 23 matches. So when you actually look at his numbers, so in his debut uh, season 2011, actually from 2011 to 2014, he played for a club team, uh, club called Sol de America. He had 89 appearances, 11 goals. Not that much. He was loaned out to Nacional. He didn't score. He didn't play. He didn't score. Then he was sold to Cerro Porteño, where he played 69 games and scored 25 goals. So he definitely increased his um, his scoring record. Then he went to Club America for two years, and he played 58 games and scored 13 goals. So I heard he was injured quite a bit for Club America. And, you know, 13 goals, especially being in one of the best teams in Mexico, you got to do better than that for you to be considered a success. And then in Independiente, 23 games, 3 goals. So again, not that good scoring-wise. In the national team, he's played nine, uh, 11 games for, for the national team of Paraguay with 0 goals yet for the national team. He's still 25 years old, well, 26 in a few days. He is coming, if he does come to Austin FC, he'll be coming at a good age. At a very mature stage of his career, with 26 years of age, uh, where in MLS, I think with how open it is and how the defense kind of tends to lack in MLS, he could really step up his numbers. And we've seen players that come to MLS and absolutely wreck it. You know, Miguel Almiron, Joseph Martinez, etc., etc., I have a feeling that he could be this type of person, this type of player for Austin FC. I feel like for $4 million, it, it's a decent price for somebody with his qualities because he is talented. I've seen I've seen him play and I've seen, obviously, his highlights. Uh, he does have a lot of quality on the ball. And I'm pretty excited about this one, honestly. I think it... Everything kind of matches really good. He, his agent is the same as Rodney Redes. And, you know, put two and two together. They're both from Paraguay. You know, it, it, it does make sense. And I think that him coming to Austin FC could be really good for us. It could be one of these signings that are kind of like low-key type thing. Um, although he is a quite 
a name. Like he's known in Paraguay, he's known in South America. Obviously, he's known in Mexico for his time in uh, Club America. So it's not somebody who's like nobody knows who he is, but he could come to MLS kind of um, under the radar. And I think with the right system, he could really explode here. And obviously, that would be good for us, you know, for Austin FC. So that is the saga right now that we have that has been going on for a few days. We've made some offers, apparently. We're in talks. We're very close. I think we're maybe just finalizing the percentage of, of the rights and the amount. And obviously, Independiente wants to make sure that they pay Club America what they owe for Cecilio Dominguez. So that's what I have for Cecilio Dominguez. Let me know what you guys think about this signing. Do you like Cecilio Dominguez? Have you seen him play? If yes or no, what do you think about the signing? Do you think it's good? Do you think it's bad? Do you think $4 million is a, is a lot of money for him? Let me know on Twitter. Let me know on Instagram. Hit me up. I'd love to know your thoughts on this one. And then I want to move on to Major League Soccer. So as the tournament has been going on, the um, it looks like Orlando's doing really well. Um, I'm actually really happy for Orlando because they are pretty much shitted on the whole time. And, you know, deserved in some cases. But now with Oscar Pareja, who I think is a fantastic coach, they've they're playing really well. And they're in the final of the MLS is back tournament with Portland. And that's I think that's gonna be a, a good game. I low key wanna see Orlando win. I low key wanna see Orlando take this tournament. It'll be good for Oscar Pareja. I think it'll validate uh his work. In such a short period of time, let's let's say. Uh, so, I'm actually really happy for for Orlando and um, Chris Mueller looks really good too. Nani looks good. Uh, they have quite a bit of talent. It's a good team, and they play really good from the back. They deal with uh, that game against LAFC. They really. They were so comfortable breaking the pressure of, of LAFC. It looked really good, honestly. So that game is on the 11th of August, which is the same date that Cecilia Dominguez turns 26. And it'll be at 7.30, so I'll be definitely watching that game. And uh, we'll probably talk about it in the next podcast episode. So overall, I think the MLS's back tournament has been pretty decent. Obviously, you know, no fans. They're coming back from a long period of time with no action. So, you know, it's going to be kind of sluggish. We got that. You know, it, it happens. That was expected. But I think the quality that was shown was uh, remarkable for the circumstances that we're in. And I can't wait for the regular season. And that's actually the next topic that I'm going to get into is the regular season. So MLS announced a few days ago, yesterday, the return of the 2020 regular season. Controversial, controversial, uh, because it looks like we're going to open the stadiums to the fans depending on city regulations and whatnot, state regulations. But there is talks of 
fans being welcomed to a limited capacity. I don't know what to think about this. I this COVID thing. I don't know. I don't know what to think about COVID. You know, it's obviously you know we we need to do what is best for the health of the population, and if opening up to the fans is gonna be detrimental to the health of people, then I think it's a terrible idea. But I guess a lot depends on the regulations from the government. But then again, we know that sometimes the government and the regulations that they put may not be the most beneficial thing for the people. So just because something is approved by the government doesn't mean that it's good. And that is obviously a whole different talking point. But as far as FC Dallas and Nashville go, so as you know, FC Dallas and Nashville didn't go to the MLS's back tournament for issues with COVID-19. Excuse my dogs. They like to go crazy. Um, And for Dallas and Nashville, it looks like um, they're going to play games back-to-back-to-back. Or not back-to-back-to-back, but they're going to play games with each other three times to make up for the MLS's back tournament. Um, So they'll face off in the resumption of the tournament season in august 12th at toyota stadium in frisco texas and then again at the same location on august 16th and then a third game will be played in nashville at a later date during the regular season so they'll make up for the for the lost games from the mls's back tournament there then the playoffs will be uh in november will be will begin november 20th and then MLS Cup will be December 12th. So they have a section for health and safety protocol. MLS is continuing to work closely with the league's infectious disease advisors as well as advisors from the MLS Players Association on the plan for testing. All clubs are forming testing partnerships with a local certified lab and all players, technical staff, and essential club staff will be tested every other day, including the day before match each match day. Also, guidelines will be provided to players, coaches, and essential staff to avoid the risk of contracting and spreading COVID-19 during their time away from their club facilities. For team travel, teams will be taking charter flights or buses, and for the majority of road trips, they will arrive in the host market on match day and depart after the match later in the day. For supporters, at this time, the majority of the matches will be played without fans in attendance, However, MLS and club leadership are working with a lo- with local health authorities and government officials on a plan for limited capacity at certain games where allowed. That's a tough one. Uh, so yeah, that is what is up with the return of MLS. Let me know what you guys think about that. Do you agree with the return? You know, do you think it's a bad idea? I think I think obviously returning for MLS is good. Without fans would be the best approach, I think. I think it's too premature to say to allow fans uh to stadiums. But let me know what you guys think. Um this is a pretty short episode. There's really not that much uh to go over. This is the reason why I'm I kind of skipped a week because there are certain times where there's a lot of, a lot to talk about and there are certain times where there's absolutely nothing to talk about. And, you know, 
I rather wait, you know, an extra week to have more material. For this case, uh, it looks like, you know, we still have not that much material. Actually, before we leave, two things that two players that I want to I want to discuss. One is David Silva, who just who's going to leave Manchester City at the end of the season. And the second one is uh, Pedro. Pedrito from Chelsea, who is also leaving the club. I think both those players would be really good for Austin FC. Both experienced, both absolute winners with Spain. That is winning mentality right there. Both classy people on and off the pitch. Um, leaders. I think that any of those two would be a fantastic addition to Austin FC. And I highly urge you know the club to look into these two players. I think um, especially David Silva in the midfield. We could for a few years we could run that midfield with David Silva. And it would be so amazing to watch him uh, play up close and personal. I'm a big, big fan of David Silva ever since he was at Valencia before Manchester City signed him. I think he's a wonderful player, world-class, and just majestic on the ball. He's so good. I would love to see him at Austin FC. But yeah, that's what I wanted to say about those two. Let me know what you guys think. Should we sign David Silva? Should we sign Pedro Rodriguez? Let me know in the comment section on YouTube or on Twitter or Instagram or wherever you want to hit me up from. That is it for today's episode, guys. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I really appreciate it. We broke uh, 100 plays for the past episode, not including YouTube. Um, so I'm super pumped that you guys are listening to me. I really appreciate it. Uh, and again, if you have any suggestions, please hit me up. Let me know what you want me to talk about. Let me know who you want me to feature on the podcast. I'm trying really hard to get you know, your suggestions, um, you know, actually actioned on. Um, but yeah, I hope you guys have had, you know, good weeks, good weekends. I hope you guys are safe and um, make sure you follow us on all our social media. And if you want a shirt, hit me up, 20 bucks a pop, you won't regret it. With that said, I'll see you guys in the next episode. Later.